It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 282, entitled Standing on the Shoulders of Giant Mice. It was recorded on January the 15th, 2024. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I'll be joined by three fine people today. First up is our co-host this week, that is Jess Frick. I'm also joined by Tim Nash and Paul Halfpenny. It's a WordPress podcast, so guess what? We're going to talk about WordPress. First of all, we have quite a long discussion about the year in core in 2023. We look into which parts of the world contributed, which countries contributed, which countries also had the highest representation of employees and sponsors and all of that kind of stuff. And then we move on to the WordPress Accessibility Day. They've already started requesting team members, so you can get signed up for that. Meetup, the organization which runs all of the, the booking and the calendars and lots of the organization behind WordPress meetups, that has been taken over by a company called Bending Spoons. What does that mean? We'll talk about that. Global sponsors have been announced. There's several new ones in this tranche, but they're all going to be helping the WordPress project in the year 2024. The plugin review team, we have a discussion about the fact that in the year 2024, they're trying to reduce the amount of time it takes to get your plugin into the WordPress repo. Kinster have a new rebrand. It puts WordPress back in the picture for that company, but it's quite an interesting design as you will be able to hear. Pascal Birchler and I did a podcast over on WP Tavern and we discuss his new and really seemingly amazing contributions to getting images updated and uploaded into different firm formats. And that's all happening inside of the block editor. We also talk about security. Tim lays out some security things, best practices for you. And finally, we talk about, well, accessible farting. There's no other way to describe it. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP builds. Hey, hello, hello. <laughs> I'm in a ridiculous mood today. I don't know why, but I am. And I just had some fire bricks delivered whilst the uh, commercial little interlude was going on there. So I'm a happy man. I now have fire bricks. It's minus ridiculous in the UK. I want my fire lit. What is a fire brick? Oh, okay. So I've got a log burning stove. And the, the little bricks which protect the outer casing, um, they snapped. They broke. They got too hot. <laughs> I like it hot. And um, and so we got them replaced. But they arrived just now, and I was bricking it in case. Oh, what? see what I did there. Oh, that was so good. Oh, Tim's shaking his head. Um, I was nervous that it was going to be arriving when we were in the show. Anyway, that's apropos of absolutely nothing. This is this week in WordPress where we talk about fire bricks and you too, it seems. Um, I'm joined by three guests today by firstly, and I, I keep getting picked up on this. We have these co-hosts. We have these people who come back time and time again. And I keep talking about them as guests because I forget. And so I'm going to be very mindful of getting it right. So firstly, Jess Frick, who is joining us today for the, I don't know, 400th time or something like, something like that. that. 
Yeah, it's quite a bit. But Jess, um, Jess is the director of operations for Pressable. She's an iced tea connoisseur, a proud member of the Post Status and WP Minute communities, and as we've just found out, a a novice Firebrick user. But uh, yes, mm. um, I I'm American, but I am willing to learn. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm not sure that one implies the other, does it? Well, Firebrick isn't really like a term that we use oh, here. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Maybe, Let, maybe it is. I but, don't know. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you joining us today. Um, down there, we've got uh, Sir Tim Nash. How are you doing, Tim? You see, I'm sure I haven't been knighted yet. There's <laughs> <laughs> still time. Yeah. No. Tim's been on many, many, many times before. He's a security. Um, well, what are you? Because your bio says bio coming soon. If you hit refresh. Oh, really? Is it that simple? Okay, it says, okay, great, yeah. Tim is a WordPress, look, look how the internet works, that's brilliant, <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Um, Tim is a WordPress security consultant and a professional, this is great, a professional doom speaker who is available to help secure your sites. He even promises not to sigh too often. Is the temptation when fixing people's sites to sigh a lot then when you see what is to you a rookie error? No, I try not to sigh. Um, people have this perception that, because uh, I do primarily do site reviews, people have this perception that I must sit there and just be there going, it's not like that, because um, hmm. I, I just want to help people. So I try not to sigh. I try not to, I don't, I try not to leave them in a position where they're feeling bad, because <laughs> all, people, even if it's a mistake everybody makes, Everybody's making it for a reason. Yeah, well, that's true. Do you ever sit there with your fingers like like that, sort of, you know? once. There was okay. a time where I had the, a client who was really... Most people are, are lovely people, and most, uh, <clears throat> most people get on board with their security review because they want their site to be secure. But I had this one dev team who really... They, they were... Uh, they, they took it personally everything oh very antagonistic and very sure of themselves so when we were at like when they were like this can't do this we, we know better and there was this moment where it's like yes but the admin account on your on your website says otherwise <laughs> the one with my name on it <laughs> and it's one of the very few times i've ever done that and with any sort of joy at that point of like yeah no you, you're wrong. yeah there's nothing nothing worse than somebody smug coming in and telling you everything that you've done wrong and it? i try desperately not to be that person <laughs> well uh, speaking of smug no i don't know why i said i don't know why that came out of my mouth i'm in such a strange mood today uh the delightful paul halfpenny how are you doing third and thank you very much very well thank you really thank you. nice yes uh paul's He's sporting a brand new uh, little moniker there. It says personalized WP. We'll get to that in a little bit, yeah. but there's a new yeah. a new product being launched. Um, Paul is the CTO of a WordPress agency called Filter and the founder of w, uh, Personalized WP, as I said. We'll see that later. He loves Disney and has just returned from his latest trip to Orlando where he rang in the new year at Epcot. Nice. Yeah. And was propelled at high speed on the Tron and Guardians of the Galaxy rides. D tell me this, right? How long do you have to queue to get onto such rides? Or can you pay to circumvent the queue? Yeah, there's a thing called a lightning lane. And right. you can pay a lot of money. So we did, like, 
the Tron rides just opened and it was the first year. So we got in the virtual queue and that took about an hour and a half after waiting, you know, all day for your group to be called. Uh, and then that took an hour and a half. So the the next time we went back to Magic Kingdom, I spent eighty dollars for the four of us to go on it. It took about five minutes. Um, oh, so that was a crazy. massive improvement. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could, uh, and speaking of like you know people totting, I can imagine yeah. what that feels like as you walk down the lightning <laughs> queue and all of those people who've been stood there for four hours are. Mm. Yeah, um, it's not good. But like the ride, then because the ride's quite short. Yeah, it does actually feel like you're in and out in ten minutes, okay. which means there's a little bit of. I feel like I'm missing out. I'm yeah, what the heck happened there? To just Disney just out. took me to the cleaners. Yeah, absolutely, took me to <laughs> yeah. the cleaners. And, you Did know. you know that um, Mickey Mouse, the uh, the I think it's Steamboat Willie, some particular variations of Steamboat Willie has fallen out of the yes. purview of Disney, and I believe that certain examples of it can now be copied. So that's yeah. going to be my logo from this episode <laughs> forward. Yeah, you've got to do it different. Do you do you remember the the Winnie the Pooh horror movie last year? Oh, because I don't, that's brilliant. Because Winnie the Pooh fell out of copyright. <laughs> but they, can't, they still can't use like the Disney-eyed version, Disney-fied oh. versions of Winnie the Pooh. So it had to be like Winnie the Pooh's a serial killer or something. <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to go there. I, I did. In hours of going out of copyright, the same people did the Mickey Mouse version. So that's oh, version. Really important to clarify that. If it was the Mickey Mouse version, that's still in copyright. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Willie version that just looks oddly similar i was listening to a podcast and they said and they actually i I couldn't see it because i was listening to it but they had it on the screen there was a a, something called mickey mouse but without the e so m-i-c-k-y mouse uh which came out one year before which disney himself just basically stole no and then patented up the wazoo uh, when it became really successful, his variation, presumably because of the amazing things that he could do with animation at the time, became really successful. So standing on the shoulders of, well, mice. Um, in Giant this case. mice. Yeah, really big. Standing mice. on the shoulders of lawyers. That's the yeah, episode yeah. name already. Standing on the shoulders <laughs> of really big mice. Right, we've we've used up a quarter of the show or something just introducing each other. Let's uh, let's do the, the usual bits and pieces. Firstly, if you are joining us in the comments, I thank you very much. That's really great. Uh, the easiest way to direct people is send them here, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. You can use YouTube comments. You need to be logged into Google. Or if you actually search inside the actual video player top right, there's a little live chat button. You don't need to be um, logged into anything, which is quite nice. If you're using Facebook, we won't know who you are unless you go to wave.video forward slash lives forward slash Facebook. Uh, we just get an anonymizer version. But uh, very nice to have you with us, uh, Jose. He's saying howdy. Rob Cairns is joining us. Happy Monday, he says. Elliot Sowersby from just down the road in Bridlington saying hi. Uh, Pete Chenery. Uh, I'm guessing in Spain, but I could be wrong. Cameron Jones, it's like four in the morning in Australia, but he's joining us nevertheless. Appreciate it. And, uh, oh, I'm so sorry, Estavio. Uh, He's liking, uh, but thank you. And Peter Ingersoll, as he always does, joining us to say what the weather's like in Connecticut. And it is currently minus, oh, that's brutal. It's minus six degrees centigrade, 21 degrees Fahrenheit and sunny. It's about minus one where I am, but yeah. that's that's bad enough. Okay, right, let's crack on, shall we? Let's talk about, oh, that's, oh, okay. I've got two things on at once. That's what that was all about. 
so let's get on with the WordPressy stuff. Firstly, a bit of self-promotion. I hope you don't mind. Uh, this is our website, um, wpbuilds.com. If you want to keep up to date with what we do, just put your name, uh, or rather your email, into that little box, and we'll send you two emails a week when we produce new content. This will go out repurposed as a podcast tomorrow morning, and then we produce an actual podcast on Thursday. And big thanks to GoDaddy Pro for keeping the lights on over here. Really appreciate it. We've got a little schedule page. It's at WP. Well, apparently we don't. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, we have a schedule page over at WPBuilds.com forward slash schedule. It tells you what we're doing each and every week. And Peach is on the call. And look, I'm going to be joining forces with her this Wednesday at 3 p.m. We're going to be doing our monthly UI UX show. And on the following day, I'm going to be talking with Sabrina Zidane, all about speeding up your WordPress websites. If you go to any of these, if you just click on it, it gives you a bit of information about what it is, and then you can put them in your calendar so that you can join us live. They're all at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Okay, and finally, another page which apparently needed to be loaded. This is our little demo series uh, archive. We we just wound up a, a webinar series with a really nice chap called uh, Leonardo or Leo Lozovich, all about his Gato GraphQL plugin. You can see there's five episodes. They're not necessarily in order, but um, you should really go check it out. If you fancy extending what WordPress can do and you're into GraphQL, or if you're just curious about you know, manipulating data on a very, very massive scale. Have a look at his plugin. It's really good. And you can see that on our demos archive. You'll be able to find that right there. Okay. All righty. Let's go through this then. <laughs> this is the year in core 2023. I, I don't know if it's the same person that does this each year, but each year somebody uh, writes a post similar to this where they break down the stats Things like contributing to WordPress over the year 2023, in this case, the year prior. And um, there's some little caveats around where the stats come from, but we don't need to worry too much about that. But it may not include absolutely everything. But here, here are the underlying stats, which I think personally show, in some cases, a really healthy WordPress ecosystem. In 2023, WordPress core shipped 2,211 commits, which is actually slightly down from the previous year, 2,751 tickets were opened. Almost all of them closed, um, and 365 were reopened. 2,545 were closed. 1,079 people contributed uh, source code, 472 of which was a first-time contribution. And I have this recollection that after the pandemic, we were all getting a bit frantic that um, the community was going to sort of evaporate and maybe that maybe we're, we're out of the the sort of the the dip there because it does seem to be a little bit more positive there are some stats here about when tickets and things are done and oddly it seems to follow this pattern february's a really busy month then it drops off to april i don't quite know why that be then there's a sort of steady rise again towards the summer then it drops off again and by october we're into what looks like the busiest period i'm guessing it's coinciding with core updates in the past year. That would be my intuition, although I can't exactly remember. Um, here's the countries, the list of contributions by country. As you may expect, the United States kind of dominates. Um, Russia in second place, uh, and not far behind, actually. Um, oh, apologies. No, that was the previous year. 
Um, and then it's what you may very well expect. Some of this may seem uh, fairly normal. Uh, India has kind of doubled its contributing rate, though. And then you've got Russia, India, France, Australia, United Kingdom, Ireland. Um, but Bangladesh coming in, 340 commits up from 145 in the previous year. So that's quite positive. And again, this is contributors people by country. United States first, as you again might expect, but this, this was a bit of a surprise for me. Bangladesh comes in second place with 105 people, up from 43 the previous year. Uh, then comes the company chart, and this looks in many ways quite similar, but uh, automatic at the top, 1,770. Yoast came in second place just behind them. Ten. I feel like I'm reading the charts. Um, and then who done it? I confess I don't know who who done it are. Google. Bluehost, XWP, human-made. How do I say that? Anybody help me. How do I say Adives? Is it a, is it a person? I'm so sorry. Uh, Dreaming Code, Amelia Capital, which is now Yoast and Marika's sort of um, venture fund. Accessible WP and GoDaddy. They're the companies in that order. And that's it. That's what I've got to say about that. Did anybody want to uh, chip in? Um, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I'm shocked by Bangladesh. Yeah, um, go on. Tell us. You had an intuition about that, didn't you? Well, first of all, Bangladesh is a huge country. Uh, you tend to you're sort of like thinking sort of the shapes and things, and you go, "Oh, well, Bangladesh is the bit on the side of India and Pakistan," but it's not. It's a huge country, with large, large population, and um, it has an education system that's very much focused on practical things. Uh, and certainly from my experience has been that I've often come across people engaging in open source. They've actually been part of the education system where they're told to go and do stuff and go and, you know, if, if they're, uh, it's very much a culture where it's like, if you, you should be contributing along and you should be learning. And so quite a lot of the higher education courses that are based around web development focus on WordPress and consequently a lot of the education system is go and contribute and that I think is showing up. So I think a part of that, a lot of that's education that then merges into plugin teams and companies and from different places. And you were, Nathan was saying earlier that there was a couple of large um, plugins that came out from Bangladesh as well. So no, it doesn't surprise me at all. If anything, I find it a little weird that uh, the UK is showing up so highly. Uh, mm -hmm. We always seem to do. I, I like to think it's the Mike Little effect. Uh, but also, <laughs> you've got human made in, up there as well, who are yeah. big contributors. Um, and it's yeah, it's surprising that the it, it's not a bit more balanced. We seem to have the United States and Russia, and then a lot of, a lot of smaller countries on that list. And it's doesn't feel as disparate as it should be. I mean, you've got of all of the ones, the perhaps the most shocking is Ireland. <clears throat> yeah, the population of Ireland is so. Go, whoever's putting in those four hundred and three contributions, well done them. It also is the only one, interestingly, I don't know if this means anything, but it's the only one which doesn't have a, a piece of data from last year. So I don't know if that means that they're, you know, hot in, uh, landing Maybe. in the, the chart for the first time. But, um, yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, the population of Ireland is 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 fairly small. I, I, I don't think it's... And, and 70, you know, what, less than 70 contributions behind the, United, the entire of the United Kingdom. Yeah. Very poor. Yeah. <laughs> in, our, in our showing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, well, thank you for that, Tim. I, I did, actually got, didn't know about the... Um, one last thing. You've got yeah. countries like Germany, which have a huge open source culture, um, right away from government all the way through and not showing on the list at all. I wonder if that means that they, um, they're putting their endeavors into other things or if the community there is, yeah, who knows. But thank you. I didn't, I didn't know about the, the practical nature of the, um, the education system, but I guess that, that would kind of make sense, wouldn't it? If you're given projects to do and you can get, get hold of a free and open source piece of software gratis and you can start fiddling with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Good insight. Uh, Paul, Jess, anything on this? Anything surprising, weird, interesting? I, I think it's really interesting. What I noticed on the last 12 to 18 months is the, the, the prevalence and the number of word camps and how well they're attended over in that side of the world. Mm. You know, obviously, WordCamp Asia did very well last year and is probably going to do very well this year. But maybe, I don't know whether it's just the accounts I'm following uh, and seeing more, more activity, but those word camps seem to be really well attended there seems to be more of them and they seem to be doing much more at them as well so i think where you know we don't have many work camps in the uk um and certainly not as busy as other places around the world um it's perhaps not unsurprising that we're seeing more activity from over there come on whitley bay Present. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what that's what we got uh jess anything to add to that yeah, it was interesting to see um, Russia and France, uh, specifically because the top two committers um, had 552 commits and 413 commits, um, which is pretty much yeah, look at Russia that. and France. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a good point. But then also, if you scroll down a little bit more, kind of on that same vein, a uh, little more. Keep it going. Okay, here we go. Right there. Look Francis. at that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd forgotten. So this. we've got three quarters, more than three quarters of people are not sponsored to contribute. And yet they are still giving their time to this. Mm -hmm. um, and interestingly enough, it has increased. So wait, the numbers look. Oh, okay. 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 So yeah, you're right. Again, for those people who are listening, we're staring at a chart where just under one quarter of that contribution cycle uh, were sponsored in some way, either by their company or through some other way of being, you know, sponsored contributor sponsor or something like that. Uh, so that means that three quarters were not. So 233 uh, were sponsored, 846 were not. Um, and I guess that's just the nature of open source, isn't it? I don't, I can't really compare that to any other years because I don't have a, don't really have I would love that, those graphs to be true. Go on, tell but us I more. I've got a horrible feeling that if we looked and, at the definition of the word sponsored, it would start to feel a little bit more. Because we have people who are whose entire job is to work on, on WordPress core, uh, and they, are, they clearly see themselves as sponsored. I wonder if somebody who works at one of the major companies who did something and then just on work time and then committed it thinks of themselves as sponsored or whether they thought that was just part of their day job. Um, and whether the community should think that too. Um, but I, I think it's, it's hard to see that graph and not ask the question, what's sponsorship? Yeah. The, well, that's yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what though? I think the, the last thing thing that I get 
just comparing it to the previous year, and, and obviously, you know, if we were to go five years back and put all of the data in comparisons over five or 10 years, it'd be interesting to see how that worked. It, it kind of makes me feel much more positive than I was a couple of years ago, like I said, post-pandemic, where a lot of things really did seem to take a dip. So for whatever reason, whether it's just, a, you know, people getting back on the bandwagon or community events starting back up or who knows, but it makes me feel really positive about WordPress's future again. Um, if people are willing to put this much time and effort in, then it just makes me feel, yeah, uh, really glad that I'm still part of this community and these people are contributing. That you can find on the make.wordpress.org site. It was on the 11th of January. Stephen Bernhardt penned that article. So you can go and peruse it at your leisure, but certainly some interesting things in there. We were speaking about events, so let's just quickly pivot to this one. Can I just say and I said this before we hit the record button, this has got to be one of the most well-organized events out there. And I don't mean like, I don't mean like the nuts and the bolts of it. I, well, I kind of do. This event, which is the WordPress Accessibility Day, if I'm correct, it's happening in October this year. I'm sure I've got the, the day. I can't actually find it, but I'm pretty sure it's in October uh, later this year. And already they're out there making it happen. You know, it's an online event. A lot of this could could be left much later, but Amber and the team behind it have decided to, you know, really make it make it an important part of their lives, I guess. And so, firstly, bravo, because I know that a lot of the problems with things like this, I know from bitter experience, is just things falling through the cracks at the last minute because you're just in such a rush to complete everything. So, doing it all in advance like this. It, is just great. So I'm sure you've got some intuition as to what the WordPress Accessibility Day is, but this is to say that they're looking for an organizing team. Uh, Amber Hines posted this. I don't know if Amber is the is the sole person uh, behind it. I'm not entirely sure. It does say the WP Accessibility Day Board, so presumably not. But they are looking for people to make a real commitment to this event and they need people like marketing and, you know, more or less everything that you can imagine. But they're very clear. This is also what I like. They're really clear in their, what their expectations are. And this is what they would like um, from you. They and a Great language as well. It's not like, please, would you? It's like, we expect, which I think is fine. At least you know what you're getting yourself in for. Two hours a week from February right through to October. Uh, they would like you to attend bi-weekly bi Zoom meetings through midsummer, and then weekly meetings after that. Uh, be an active participant in their Slack channel. Be available for the actual event. So, you know, you've got to be there for that as well. And generally be a good citizen advocating for the event and what have you. Um, and if you have any intuitions that this may be something that you want to get involved in, there is a, a Zoom session taking place tomorrow uh, so 10 a.m. U.S. Central Time, so that's 4 p.m. Uh, this side of the pond. And, yeah, I just thought, blimey neck, you know, I don't know what you're like, but <laughs> if I was running an event like that, I reckon we'd be well into June before that page went out. <laughs> so bravo to them. Anybody got any thoughts? We were proud sponsors last year, and I will say from a sponsor perspective, the board is phenomenally organized. Um, they do have a nonprofit established. So it is a board. It's not just Amber. Bet, another friend of uh -huh. the show, yep. um, serves on the board. And Joe, 
Um, but they are an absolutely incredible group of people. Um, and I, I would absolutely love to take part in this again this next year. Um, I did have a follow-up question for you, though, Nathan. I noticed that the page defaulted on light mode for you. Are you not a dark mode person? Oh, my goodness. What the heck is wrong with you? Um, Top right, that, buddy. No. Oh, I, okay. Mm. Let me try it. Let me give it yeah, a go. Just tap that. There you go. Oh, look at how much better that is. No. No. I'm, I'm light oh. mode. Why? Like, okay, I know, I know up, I'm going to be castrated for the environmental impacts, right? But, uh, okay, let's have a show of hands out of the four panel. In fact, let's remove it from the screen so we can see. <laughs> Who's for dark mode? Who's for light mode? We can do multiple hands, can't we? Yeah, no, stop that. Yeah, it doesn't count. So, twice. so it's it's an even split, which is exactly how you'd expect it to be. That's just an age. It's an age thing. We got eight now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, I don't think it's an age uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a graphic with loads of hands on it. Um, no, I can't. I can't do that. I, I tried it um, everywhere, and I, I quickly realized it wasn't for me. And that is that is not me being pedantic. I genuinely can consume it more easily if it's on light mode. If you were to look at my screen here, everything's light mode. And I get wow. it from an environmental point of view. I'm heating up the pixels, right, which is not great. But I will um, say I love that they have those contrast sensitivity settings on their website and the color perception is definitely a real thing. So um, So do you I'm, are you like me, but the opposite? You actually find it easier to consume. Huh, interesting. How does it work in sunshine? If you're on your phone and you're in sunshine, is it an improved experience or a worse experience typically? Oh I I'll let Tim take it, but I think it's better. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, I suffer from snaking, which is when um, individual characters or words go for a wander on the page. And so I can be reading a reading something, and then a individual character will just drift and wander off on the page visually. Um, and it can be sometimes it can be whole words. I find, that, therefore, I've all my life had high contrast screen. So I, sometimes I will overlay a purple or a orange glow tint right. to it to help just force my eyes to not do that. Um, dark mode ha significantly helps me for, in that case scenario. Um, and I have everything set into dark mode. I also have it set with non-serif fonts for a similar reason. Mm. Uh, just anything that will keep the words in the place that the author intended them to be. That is absolutely fascinating. I'd, for, for a start, I'd never heard that term. But now, I mean, it makes perfect sense. You call sense. it so, sneaking? Yeah. Sneaking. It's, 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 a, it's a dyslexic trait. It's, but it's when yeah, individual characters or words wander off the page. And it is uh, the best way to describe it is like a snake. They sliver and wander off. So oh. can, I, can I ask you all questions about this? Because I'm sure. genuinely interested. And given that we're talking about Accessibility Day, right? That mean, I mean, it's right in the purview of that. So an individual character from within a word could exhibit this behavior. Yes. So again, forgive me, right? Is it that that character picks itself up and removes? So the word is now absent of that character. So uh, the, the, word... the letter itself wanders as oh. if it was like a bug on the screen and just wandered off. Oh, and at is... that point, the the word effectively shimmers, for want of a better term. Right. And it's no, it, it sort of morphs, and then the word becomes very hard to revisualize on. So if I stepped away from the screen and looked back. 
the word would be back in place and the carrots. But a simple blink, you know, the normal amount of blinking that, that you do doesn't... That wouldn't affect it. I have to be away and re readjusting. And the when that happens, it's it, uh, the brain and the cognitive processing kicks in and it often comes with a small amount of... Uh, you become tired very quickly. Yeah. Uh, it can be quite painful as well if you're in certain circumstances. Do you know, it, I find this stuff really interesting because we live, like, just rewind the clock, 25 years, um, everybody's living in the real world and information is coming out of books. And I know that, that what you've just described is probably a characteristic in real books as well. Mm -hmm. And you've got those little overlays that you can put on. But now everybody is living in the digital world and it's totally possible to do a better job of making things like you just described, well, to remediate them a bit. I, I don't know if that can be removed entirely, but, um, but, but things can be done, like the option for dark mode. And, uh, and it does feel like the whole accessibility thing in the weeks, months, years to come is going to be something that we all can't, nobody can ignore. And I don't mean just because it's the moral thing to do. I mean, it's because you are literally going to be, tri there's tripwires in the law that are going to be put in place to, to force you to do it if you don't wish to do it. And um, yeah, so there you go. The uh, the website Accessibility Day uh, event in October could be for you. Paul, did you get a chance with this one? I, for I forget whether we let you hop in. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I was just amazed at how many people they had um, just attend for a single day, over 2,000. That's 2,158, right? yeah, it's pretty impressive, isn't it? Uh, doing God's work. So there it is. WPAccessibility.day is the URL, and it's the, the call for organizers. And presumably, once that little tranche of people has been filled up, we'll get some more information about the event itself. As it and just as an aside on that, actually, it's um, it's the last day of call for speakers at WCEU today, isn't it? So Oh, okay. Um, I think yeah. 15th of Jan. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them a talk about um, why it's a good idea not to rush your talk. Or something <laughs> right. like that. Okay. Right. Uh, okay, but thank you. Uh, right, okay, this is weird. Um, I have never organized a WordPress meetup or um, or WordCamp or anything like that, so a little bit difficult for me to really get in behind this story and the impact that it may have. And again, I'm just working anecdotally of what I've heard, but I've heard that if you want to organize an official WordPress event, not a WordCamp maybe, but like a meetup, you have to go through the Meetup platform uh, for the ticketing and, you know, the, all of it, essentially, that the guests come via the Meetup platform. So firstly, if that's true, Tim, can you confirm or deny that? I know that you've been involved. It, it is uh, it's so strongly encouraged that it might as well be true. I'm not actually sure there's ever it's ever written down as black and white, but uh, okay. you are given a Meetup account when you become a chapter program, right. which WordPress manages that that and it has a user in it. So that should the user group ever fall out of, uh, if, you, if meetup users, uh, organizers say they've ha they can't do it anymore, that, that way the WordPress program can pass it on to the next people. So that's the, the argument for why they do it. Um, Whereas if you had your own Eventbrite systems and all this, you'd be and had your own mailing lists for the users, then it wouldn't be enclosed in that ecosystem. 
Interesting. Okay, so there's there's maybe not an absolute tie-in, but there's a very strong hint of something equivalent to that. So then suddenly this piece of news for the WordPress community gains really significant importance because that platform, which you you may have been forgiving and thinking it was part of, I don't know, part of automatic or something like that because it's so bound to all the events. Well, it, it's not, and uh, it's been sold. It's been acquired by a company called Bending Spoons, which is an interesting name. And Bending Spoons are a software vendor which create a variety of SaaS apps, uh, and they've acquired it. They they bought this, – this is the only experience I've got with Bending Spoons. They bought Evernote, which I actually make use of. I have a, an account, a paid-for account on Evernote, quite like it, but notice that the software had – pretty much stagnated. And about eight months ago, maybe a little bit more, they acquired Evernote and, you know, released the the same PR that everybody else does. Nothing will be affected. It will all be the fine. And then about a month later, they fired everybody in North America um, and moved all of the people over to, I believe it was Italy. Anyway, since that point, Evernote, as far as I can tell, hasn't really gone under significant change. But I'm just concerned about what this means for the community, whether there's going to be that strong relationship with events. And if it turns out that Bending Spoons are not good custodians, how difficult will it be for people running chapters to wrangle that back into their own hands and get their hands on the mailing list? And I don't know. I'm, I just have concerns when something like this happens. I've, I've no justification for being concerned, but... I think um, I think it's something we all need to be mindful of, given how deeply embedded the whole ecosystem is. So again, open to anybody, including Tim, if you've got any more to add. Um, just to add that there's been over the years many attempts to say, hey, we could probably, you know, manage to create a meetup-like experience and the open source community in general, not out outside of WordPress, this is a thing. Meetup has been the central point and it doesn't matter which community you join eventually someone says we really should come up with an alternative for this and over the years there's been alternatives and they've sucked and <laughs> the thing is that meetup sucks more but it has this gravity of users um and because it's the place that you go do this the fact that it's rubbish is irrelevant and it is truly a terrible experience <laughs> yeah, we, had, we we experienced it last year, and I, it was terrible, and it was it was really painful just trying to do stuff. And if, if you are a user, I mean, here, to give you an example, uh, we for WordPress Leeds, uh, you put in the location where you are holding your meetup, and you go, "Hi, we were in Leeds, UK," and then you get people signing up from Leeds, Alabama, and you're like, "Oh, um, you, yep." You only matched the first word, didn't you? You didn't bother to match the That's answer. right. You, you, you've been a naughty was, boy. Yeah, which <laughs> end of this sequence should we have started with? No, nope, oh. nope, we're going to go with the word at the front. Okay. That's so, a really good example. If you've ever experienced it as a user, trust me, as a as a admin user, it's 100 times worse. Uh, to this day, I still uh, I, I get emails from occasional people going, hi, I, I want information about this meetup. And it's like, that meetup hasn't existed for ages, and I'll go in and realize that it's just sending me ghost emails from users from like five years ago who sent this, and it's only just now managed to reach my inbox. Wow. So welcome okay. to the hell that is meetup. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. Okay, so it's a potentially it wasn't the best platform. So maybe something like this will shake things up a little yeah. bit. My, my concern, and again, I'm not having to go at bending spoons, but it was a bit strange that they issued this thing about Evernote where they said nothing particularly would change. And then the next press release, which didn't come from them, by the way, I got it off, you know, regular media, um, was that they'd fired all the staff in North America and moved, you know, moved the entire workforce to somewhere else. It just made me, I don't know, it didn't give me the right kind of intuitions about that company. So whether or not we trust them, don't know. Either way, it might move things. Yeah, well, that's a good thing. Yeah, it, it's got to be worth have reopening the conversation because its current state, it's it really isn't fit for purpose. And I'm sure it, if it's not the, it's certainly not the only barrier, but it's one of the many barriers that are preventing local meetups from happening again. Because you know, literally, there are meetup uh, uh, owners and chapters who are going and trying to log in and going, I can't remember how to add a meetup. Oh, well, we won't have one this month. Oh, okay. Yeah, it could be a barrier to entry. Should say that it's not just for WordPress. I mean, presumably it's for all sorts of anything, kind of meetups, whether you're local cricket club or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, okay, there we go. Jess, anything on that before we crack on? I got nothing. Yeah, you got nothing. That's fine. Okay, in that case, we will move on. We'll we'll talk. Well, just this is a bit of a hat tip. I know that um, in all sorts of ways, sponsorship is an important part of the WordPress community. We mentioned that in terms of contributing to core, but there's also um, some some of the larger global sponsors. Um, they they put their hat into the ring and get selected, and they contribute, and it goes to all sorts of things, including WordCamps and things like that. And I'm just mentioning the uh, the five global sponsors at gold level for this year there's the usual um automatic as you may expect is there we've also got bluehost and godaddy who you know full disclosure are a sponsor of this podcast as well uh woo i still can't get around my head around the fact that it doesn't end in commerce um and new into the list wp beginner which is a um which is a publication created by Awesome Motive. There's been a little bit of toing and froing recently um, about Awesome Motive, hasn't there? I think there quite often is. There's some videos going around recently and what have you. But uh, anyway, they're the five global sponsors. Um, whatever you make of the companies individually, uh, it's quite a big commitment. And uh, um, I guess from my point of view, thanks to them for putting their hat into the ring and helping WordPress. Is it 150 grand? I don't know, actually. Should we see if we can find that out? Da -da -da. Least, details here. Let's have a look. It may not say <laughs> at this point. Da -da 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 -da. It's $5 billion. <laughs> um, I feel like I need to shave my hair off. And so, oh, oh, there we go. There yeah. we go. 145. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Pocket um, change. Well, I guess, you know what? I guess in some cases... <laughs> That For some of the well people on that list, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's just have a go back and see what we make of that. Companies, I should say. Automatic, Bluehost, GoDaddy, Woo. Oh, Weeglot was on there for a couple of years, and they're yeah. not on there this year. They're trying new things out. I was speaking to Thomas Fanchin, and they actually found it to be quite a, um, a good experience. None of this, by the way, is not public domain. We talked about it on a podcast. Um, he was saying they're just trying out some new things. They thought it was a, a worthwhile experience, but they're just going to try out some new things in the year 2024. I think they've got quite a lot of really interesting ideas up their sleeve, but let's see. Okay, so there we go. They're the new global sponsors. 
And okay, so I didn't read this isn't really news because it's it was in the year of uh, sorry, the month of December last year, but I thought I'd mention it anyway. Um, I don't know if you've got a plugin or you know of any plugin developers, but really the the plugin review team um, it's been a struggle, I think, since um, Mika left. And prior to that, even, you know, the years that she put in, I think there was an awful lot of a, a volume of work, which was mountainous, you know, insurmountable. You never see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. But also, I think sometimes it got a little bit out of hand in terms of animosity and comments being directed at people. And, you know, your plugin didn't get accepted. So rather than cope with that, you just fire off some incendiary email or what have you. So there's a bit of that going on. But um, the, it closed, and we should be able to hear from them soon. But I, I wonder what you guys think. Like, Paul, you've got a new plugin. Yep. We'll mention it in a moment. I don't know if it's going to be going into the repository or not. But is 90, day, is 90 days too long? Like, is that an inhibiting yeah. factor, do you think, in the WordPress space? Do we want to get this down to, like, I think the intention is to get it almost, like, next week kind of thing. Um, I don't know if they'll ever do that, but the team is growing. There's a load of there's a plugin which you'll be able to use to check your own plugin. That's kind of meta. Um, <laughs> I hope that plugin works. Uh, <laughs> that would be that would be really bad. Um, and and also they're bumping up the number of people to I believe it's five. Uh, yeah. So imagine yeah. having to wait ninety days to get the for the plugin to be submitted. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't know why I found that so funny. That just seems almost like a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> Physician, heal thyself. Uh, Paul, carry on. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I think we we have we're in process of being reviewed, actually, and we we uh, submitted the the latest new build of our plugin in November, I think. Um, so it's been a long time, and there's been a bit of feedback which we're addressing. Um, and then it'll go back in. The it would it would be nice to get somewhere ten days. I think would be yeah okay to quit. Yeah. You know yeah. that that seems that seems reasonable given that it's free. I look at what we do with other things because obviously we do mobile work at our, our agency as well. So we do we go through the app store review process with iOS and we go through the review process on Android as well. Android is pretty much fully automated. It's it's going to check a bunch of things. You know, and then you're going to hear back whether it's 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 okay or not. And actually, there's not a real person looking at it. App Store process um, on iOS is is obviously not particularly transparent. Um, and I think that's the key, really, is is understanding. It's almost like wanting to be on the phone to the doctors, where it goes, "You're number three in the queue." Uh, if you knew that, that would give you a little bit of insight oh. into where you are. If right. you if you had a status, so it said, "Right, you're in." you're being processed or you're being reviewed at the moment, that would really help. Or if you knew what the statuses were to go through that. So I think, I always think there's trend, more about giving information to people. I don't think necessarily the time is a bit of an issue when it's 90 days, but if you're like aiming for 10 days, 14 days, but you tell people where they are, when they can expect it, it's much easier to be able to plan something and go, oh, okay, well, I know there's broadly a two-week lead time and I know where I am in this process. That would really help. 90 days is, if you're, let's say that you're releasing it and you're releasing, I don't know, a commercial version and the free version at the same time, yeah. 90 days, so a quarter of a year, roughly, that is a lot of runway that you, like, if that's if that's going to be your job, you're hoping to make that plug in your thing, that is a long time to be waiting 
well, I guess in the scenario where you wait and you're approved first time, great. But if you're waiting in, in the scenario where there's just a bunch of stuff that you need to fix, I, I suspect that that has probably turned a few developers off just at the point where they were thinking about using WordPress at all uh, when yeah. it did something different instead. So, yeah, dragging it down. Sounds like 10 days feels feels about right to me as well yeah and i think it's all about it's all about agility and be able to do stuff when stuff happens so mm. say you there was a new ai thing that came out tomorrow and somebody can i just say there to, will be a new ai thing that comes out probably tomorrow. Will, right? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're able to incorporate that into a new plugin and you wanted to show it off and then you go well actually that's 90 days now. I can't get that into the org repository. Nobody can use it for 90 days. And by that point, you've kind of lost the moment. Yeah. I think that's where it, that's where it falls over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a good point. That is a good you know, point. You can always get commercial and things like that. But I think it, it's a bit of a playground in the plugin repository for things as well to get people in the hand, get stuff in the hands of people and get them to play with it. And I think the sooner that you can do that, the better. I think if there was a, a way of automating some of the testing, so that you know you can almost pre-release something and you could put it into a beta area so that people can play with it knowing that it's not gone full through full plugin review maybe maybe that would be an alternative as well so like they go through the the plugin check plugin pass all the tests yeah. there yeah oh, and then it's okay. available for people to use but then it's yeah. not like publicly available if you wanted to give people a link to it to go and download it or you know yeah you like has passed the plugin review yeah. plugin tests yeah. that's not easy to say <laughs> not approved yeah it feels like somebody could have come up with a better name for yeah, that really but hard. i think like yeah. part of the problem is people aren't doing their own checks and so it's clogging the whole system right right and th this is a nice tripwire for that isn't it so i think the intended workflow is you'll submit a you'll submit something you will then be told to use the plugin check plugin yeah. and it will then flag all of the obvious stuff that can be automated um, and I think we've got Juliet to thank for a lot of that work. And, you know, uh, yeah, well, anyway, that's another entire story, which we've covered before. Uh, please donate to her, by the way, just yeah. that's all. And, and then if you pass that, then you can submit it into the queue. But I do like the, I like the, um, I like the holding pattern idea, you know, like the, you are yeah. fourth in the queue. That that's just mm. something a little psychologically nice about that. You say that, but I, oh. I, I might be dreaming it. But that used to be in place. Okay, maybe it is I still. think it yeah. was one of these things where the integer just got so large that it no longer... <laughs> <laughs> 758 um, in the queue. Yes. I just wanted... If anybody hasn't, Mika has been doing some brilliant blog posts on her experiences over the years. Oh, boy. Um, I've, if you get a chance, go read them. Um, I mean, anybody who's done any technical support will sort of sympathize and then there will be the people who will just not believe but yeah. they're all true <laughs> some some of them actually there's it can make you quite angry what what had what had to be born in silence i guess maybe the silence was somewhat self-imposed to keep that position the way it, it was but yeah not some of it not very nice uh yeah. at all but um yeah cameron on the other hand joining us Saying that he submitted, he submitted several, and they got approved within uh, approved within a week, some within twenty four hours. But he said that was many years ago. Try it, Cameron. Just so, no, actually, don't. That's a complete waste of people's time. Don't submit a, a nonsense. Not plugins can be really complex now, though. Yeah, we, you know, we, we're getting some really big, complex, heavy plugins that do a lot of things. 
you know they're not as simple as perhaps they used to be i know there's still a lot of simple ones out there and that's pointer plugins but um you were there's a sorry, lot more going on i know that this is not what we're supposed to be talking about but on the android side you mentioned that that was all or at least you got the impression that it was all automated yeah it's automated how build yeah so we we uh huh. the ci process through to the android store that runs through a bunch of tests and then it's going to come back in i know eight hours 24 hours with a you've passed all of these tests and does and that get you that into the app through. store then or is it that point yeah then it goes to at, another at level that point you can put it into a track then then you can release into the app store but yes essentially um wow. but if you did that like with the plugin uh the the plugin review plugin um then you could imagine a service where you could just fire it at that yeah like a test flight was. but for yeah. WordPress. Right. yeah 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 okay well Anyway, that's what's happening during the course of 2024. The team is being expanded. Um, there's a new plugin, and there's going to be lots more documentation, not only for you, dear developer, but also for the team members themselves so that they can hopefully onboard people more quickly. So there's a lot of change in that department, which I think will be entirely uh, positive. Um, on the hosting side, uh, a company which we've all known about for absolutely ages and ages and ages uh, has had a bit of a rebrand. Uh, this is Kinsta. Um, so I've never heard of them. No, no, that's right. Well, I mean, it would appear for a little bit of time recently, they were sort of putting a bit of clear blue water between themselves and WordPress because when they, when they came onto the scene, I could be wrong about this, but my feeling is that they were a managed WordPress house right from the very start. And, um, and that was the, the mantra. I think they did incredibly well. And about 18 months ago, I think they thought, well, we've grown such and such. Let's push in other new directions. And so took the word WordPress out of a lot of their marketing and what have you. Um, maybe that hasn't worked out. Maybe something has changed, but it would appear that they've decided to have a bit of a rebrand. And the rebrand has um, has also seen them aligning themselves much more with WordPress. So the the... I, I don't know what to say, uh, really. You know, you were talking earlier about, so this is the perfect segue. Thank you, Tim, for giving me this. You know, you said about snaking. I've got something going on with that design. Just there is something there which my brain does not particularly get along well with. I can't say what it is, but there's a certain sense of, ooh. So, that's you know that's what it is i'm not saying i have any chops or credentials to tell people how to design things but i find that quite hard on my eye however all that being said you can see front and center we're right back into the wordpress space so if kinster your endeavor was to move away from wordpress uh, welcome back if you've just you know rejigged it a little bit welcome back anyway it's nice to see that you've got back to your roots. So what do you make of that? Uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot. If you have something to say about that design, you can say it. If you just want to pass over, that's fine. I've obviously said something now and <laughs> probably shouldn't have done, but yeah, I find that a little bit. Um, it's definitely opinionated. I would like to see uh, the results of an eye tracker mm. on how people view that website. Because when I look at it, I look to the left and then I look to the right. That's exactly I, what I did. Yeah. And then I almost can't go back to the middle to read the text. Yep. 
Yep. Um, yep. And then I go down to the bottom, and therefore I miss anything about WordPress <laughs> because I'm going all the way around the core message. So, th I mean, that's it for me. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, that was basically what I, I was just drawn to this. So maybe that is all it is. Maybe there's just something about those designs which sort of suck me in. Um, but I definitely had that sort of dancing thing, and I'd never, ever, ever get something like that. But I definitely did when I saw that for the first time. Kind of like lava lamps almost. It was all just sort of like a little bit moving. It's pretty bold, though, don't you reckon, from, from what everybody else is doing, where, you know, a lot of white space um the typical sort of blue often that you see with sas apps and thing you know hosting companies and what have you it's definitely a bold move i i'm sure it'll work out for them but um anyway kinster welcome back i and like the um, the use of the word modern wordpress sites we don't want any of your legacy stuff no <laughs> yeah you go host that with some other company we don't want to talk to you that's which right seems like a very uh i mean it, it, it's i feel that's like reinforcing that opinionated design with a very opinionated front message, I'm not, which will resonate with some people. They're, they're clearly going for the uh, for a certain group of users that they're hoping to attract, and maybe that that's why that that design's going to work for them. Um, they were they were one of those hosting companies which that they they just seem to the be screen everywhere. Limits, my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the um, they were everywhere. For a period of time, maybe like five years ago, they were the company that everybody talked about. If you talked about managed WordPress hosting, it was usually Kinster WP Engine, or at least that was my experience. And it feels like that um, top of mind has gone a little bit. And I wonder if that was part of what they were trying to do, reach out to... I think their, their, their strapline went more something along the lines of, we're here for your next project or something like that. So it wasn't your next WordPress project. It was just projects and, you know. Um, but anyway, they seem to be, seem to be back, back in the WordPress game. So let's, let's hope that it works out well for them. Um, anybody else? Jess? No, probably not Jess. <laughs> Jess is a... Uh, well, honestly, well, I mean, they, they had some funding changes last year, and then okay. they laid off a whole bunch of really good, smart WordPress people, and then they released the design. To Lawrence's point, who wrote the post that you shared, um, it is bold. It's it's cool to see somebody doing something different. Um, but I don't... Uh, I don't know that that's the choice I would have made. Yeah, so I forgot to to raise this post, didn't I? This is this is actually the thing which got me thinking. It was uh, WP Biz Dev, uh, and as you say, it was by Lawrence, and he was talking about exactly that. First of all, the bold design, and also the fact that um, you know that it's nice to see them back talking more about WordPress. So anyway, there we go. Speaking of new things, ta da! W uh, personalized WP. Now that's a pretty design. Oh, would you? The calming. You don't need to say that just because I'm here. I it's, like it. <laughs> it's an aggressive <laughs> design. It's violent. It feels. It feels like. <laughs> no, it's nice. But forget all that. This is personalized WP. You've managed to bag the uh, personalized with a Z. I notice. You know, I'm not saying anything. Uh and but, with um, an S, but yeah. that is that is the different. Uh, okay, okay, you bought the S as well. Oh, we bought the S. Clever. Yeah. Um, and so this is a new endeavor or an old endeavor that you've relaunched? What What is it? Your It's your project, right? As in you and yeah, your yeah. team. Yeah, absolutely. So we did over COVID, we built a little plugin called called WPDXP, 
Uh, and we just wanted to be able to show and hide content using the block editor uh, as a little project for, for our developers. And then I spoke about that at WordCamp Europe in Porto, and then we carried on developing it a little and we made it work um, properly, which was good. And then in Athens, we pitched to Amelia Capital uh, for some investment to go and take this to the next level. Uh, and we got a yes. And then since then, we've done a rebrand to Personalize WP uh, because we thought that, that you know, uh, what it does, what it says on the tin. Um, uh, but while branding, you can just about see a WP in that little squiggle. Oh, I was, yeah I, yeah, I, yeah, I got it. It's nice. Um, and then that phase three, um, and we've been doing some updates. We've added some new features to it and we've literally just launched this like very soft launch last week as a paid commercial plugin, but it's obviously going into the org repository as well. So on the pricing overview page, you can see that there's a free option, which allows you to have personalization rules, which we've always had in our, uh, in our plugin, if you just go, um, and then standard, we we kind of have a few extra uh, personalization rules that, that meet um, and link up and integrate with um, like WooCommerce and Gravity Forms and Ninja Forms. And our pro version allows you to track people around your website, build visitor profiles, segment them, and then you'll be able to do lead scoring as well. So, like this is these are all features that we see in other CMSs that we've used in the past. Because in the past, we've used Sitecore. Used EpiServer and Optimizely. We've used Kentico. We've used, you know, everything that's out there, um, basically. And WordPress doesn't have that in core. So this is this is for us. It's kind of putting those features in there that we think will be useful to some people, even if you're just a hobbyist or running like a small small shop, to be able to show things based on what your customers are, where they're coming from, and who they are, and what time of day they are, all the way up through to agencies who may not want to go and put stuff into HubSpot or those kind of SaaS-based CRMs uh, and can hold some of that data in there and, and market and target to those users as well. So it, we're very much at a starting point. You know, this is, this is new ground for us. It's very exciting. Um, and we're kind of like in feedback and listening mode now to try and find out you know what works what doesn't work we've got loads of lessons to learn i'm sure we know loads of wordpress product people around the community um but we do have yost and mariki um that are helping us along the way which is a great resource to have yeah that's nice can i ask you a random question how many hours did it take you to decide to use the word standard for that? Because I've always thought that's a really, like, what is the word that encompasses the the, the, the least one, if you know what I mean? Like, you know, is it, do you call it basic? Do you call it standard? Do you just call it, I don't know. Um, and I always think that's, because you don't ever want to imply that it's, it's less standard. <laughs> if you yeah, know what yeah. I mean, you want to, uh, you're implying that it's great, that. but not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite as great. It's all yeah. right. Yeah, it's yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. The all right version. It's, it's not bad. Fair. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not what you could have won. It's a but, reasonable you know, plugin. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, uh, do you know what? Actually, it's really hard. If you scroll down a bit, there's like a little one of those little things that, yep. that, that goes, ah, oh, this is what you're going to get in all of these things, right? And actually, just even doing that was a great challenge for us to try and work out, okay, what are you going to get? And but quite Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do yeah. it for the first time and then come up with stuff. And that went through several variations before we got to, to where we wanted to be. And, and I'm sure it's going to change and adapt 
with time. And that's that's the most important thing is just to take the lessons on and and, and be adaptable and be agile in terms yeah. of what we're, what we're delivering. I've got one more thing, just a quick typo. Yeah. Uh, there, oh, my look, God. That one. <laughs> no. Actually, uh, no, Nathan, I know, it's I correct. Know, I know. <laughs> I just See, I technically Thanks, absolutely right. Thanks, yeah, thank yeah you. it's correct. But I have a question for you, Paul. Go. Yeah. Are you scared to launch something like this with mm. so much focus on, as you say, privacy? Uh, no, because uh, this is all first-party data, right, rather than third-party data necessarily. So it's actually quite beneficial to people running this plugin on their own site that they don't need to go and put the data somewhere else. They're not going to offsite it somewhere else. Um, and particularly when we look at the enterprise space as well, um, it's it's having control of your own data is probably the most important thing. But it's yeah, a great that, question. Thank you. Yeah, that is interesting because that is one of the big things. Well, it's just one of the big stories of the last few years, isn't it? You know, data and where it's held and how it's going yeah. across oceans and getting used and sold and what have you. So this is all all the data that this plugin um, generates is being held within the WordPress database. I suppose With, that yeah. brings questions, other questions to mind, but yeah. Yeah, no, of course. And, you know, we know from working with clients on the agency side that not all clients want that data in their WordPress database. So we will be developing a way to offsite that data if you're of that mind. But for many users, it, it's not necessarily um the thing that they need to be worried about as long as their hosting is secure. So is it? A, it's a trigger action mentality. It's like set up a thing which happens on the website, then decide what will happen as a result of that. So I don't know, if you scroll yeah. a certain amount, do this. If you leave the browser viewport, do do this. So kind of thing. It, yeah, it is. Um, but you can get a, a lot more complicated than that very quickly. So you can, if somebody fills in a form or goes to a certain page, you can put them into a segment or you could give them a lead score. You could give them a value for an action that they've taken. And then you could segment by lead scores. You can segment by people that have bought a particular product, but have filled in that data. When you've got that visitor profile set up, you can see all of their actions on, on the site that they've taken previously. You can move them from anonymous to known. And then in the block editor, you can choose whether somebody sees a piece of content based on how they match those rules. So is this, uh, show this piece of content if this person's from the UK and they exist in this segment where they've already filled in a form and their lead score is above 30, show them a promotional message with an offer kind of thing. You've got, um, I can imagine you've got a journey ahead of you with blog posts and what have you, spelling out what's possible, you know, the, yeah. a lot of work when you've got, when you've got a plugin where it's so open-ended like that, that you can do what you like, I think I think one of the hardest things is to actually educate the the audience as to what's possible or the different yeah. things that you can do with it. Because my my intuition would be that a lot of people will not really understand its true power. So yeah. uh, welcome and welcome to the blogosphere. Thanks. thanks <laughs> Keeping it simple, but it's giving the power to the agencies really to be able to okay. go and do things for their clients. So that's probably one of our core. Percent. Does it have lots of uh, actions and filters hooked in so that you can expand it and put your own integrations in, or are you tightly controlling those at the moment? Yeah, no, they're all pretty tightly controlled at the moment, but we will be expanding and doing that. So what we wanted to do is get to a point where it's got enough features to be worthwhile. Then we've got the roadmap for the rest of this year. And, you know, we've got development 
resource for the rest of this year booked in to to work on it continually. So it's a, it's a long term thing. But it's it's not you know we we're, we're starting at day zero. I call it right I'm now. So and you're in the it wasn't an AI thing. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was looking at it going. Oh, please yeah. don't be an AI thing. Please don't be. Oh, it's actually something sensible and usable. Yeah, there's and no AI practically. There's going to be a bit of AI in the future, um, but only for like things like <laughs> you, I, content, I, you took some content recommendation. AI in it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's this year. I am. I. I don't know. If it, I don't know about you, but I am so sick of getting an email with the words AI in the title. It's yeah. almost now a, a flag for me to just delete it. Uh, it's so ridiculous how. Everything's been crowbarred with AI. You know, you can buy a kettle with AI yeah. in it. I don't <laughs> want a kettle with AI in it. I want a switch, and that's all. I've just uh, had that discussion with my wife about washing machines this, yeah, uh, no, this morning, no. where where there's like a, a Wi-Fi-enabled washing machine that can auto-dose your washing. She's like, I don't want that. I just want to put a thing in and then press a switch, yeah, and yeah, just, I know what I'm doing with that. Yeah, uh, I, I think we overcomplicate things, don't we? And the, yeah. the idea of an AI-enabled fridge or whatever it may be, I think yeah. I, it's fun, right? The nerd in me loves it, and I would love to go to somebody's house and tinker with somebody that's got it. But for me, it's more like, I don't want that. That's going to break in so many ways that I don't understand <laughs> yeah. how to yeah. fix. I can't fix <laughs> when it. it goes wrong, I need the $1,000 an hour mechanic to come with his laptop. <laughs> uh, anyway, congratulations on getting this shipped. It's a, a nice achievement to begin the year. Thank you. And it'd be really yes. nice to see how it goes. Um, there's... I want to point out, there's a. I have a team that do wonderful things yeah, and you know, barely any of this is me. It's all them. Um, and they do all the hard work and okay. actually if it wasn't for them, it, it wouldn't be that. So yeah, well, thank you for, for bringing it to, to the attention of the, our audience. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so, uh, personalizedwp.com with an S or Z doesn't matter with an S or Z. Um, with an S is fine, but it's going to default yeah. to the wrong one. But that's fine. <laughs> you know. yeah. that's, it, like, this is the British in us, right? It's yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't look right, but to the rest of the world, uh, it does. Of course, does. plugin <gasps> demonstrating that when you go to the the one with the S, it yes. identifies the correct language and yes. corrects everything for us. <laughs> that has occurred to me. And now we've shipped and we can work on less important things. I think. Yeah. I don't know, Jess, what do you think? Z, S or Z? Would you feel weird if you saw an S? Would you think it's misspelled? No, I would just think you're either, you know, British or Canadian. <laughs> oh, do the Canadians use S as well? Sometimes. Yeah. They do the U in color. Okay. Ah, All right. yeah. Good on them. Good we've on got, them. Um, we've got a few people in the comments who are Canadian, so let's see if uh, if uh, <laughs> got anything to add to that that bombshell. Uh, Elliot Sowsby's, we had a few comments about Kinster. Um, broadly, like the, the design was interesting. Let's just put it that way. And then uh, Elliot says, the plugin looks great. I'll give it a try. I can think of Thank one. You, Elliot. you may find it useful too. Paul, we made you one sale already. Boom! Thank you very much. That's um, what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, this is the power of <laughs> WV right. build. Oh, Huge. Oh, red hot. Uh, but there we go. Brilliant. And thank you for bringing it to our attention. Uh, so this may not excite you even a bit, but I gen... Okay. Rewind. It's not often that I watch something on YouTube and I actually have to like pause and go, wait, what? What just happened? And I'm talking about WordPressy stuff. 
But I watched a, a video just before Christmas with um, a chap called Pascal Birchler, and I had no, no understanding of who he was. He was just absolutely new, but somebody had retweeted something or something like that. And I watched this little video, and it, it was immediately like, how the heck has he done that? Because what he did was he took a JPEG from his Mac and he chucked it into the block editor and it and his computer wasn't connected to the internet. And it converted itself into a WebP or an AVIF or whatever it might be. And it was all done inside the, the block editor. And, and he explained it all and it obviously all made great common sense. But it, it just struck me as a really interesting application of leveraging the tools that are actually built inside the browser that I basically didn't know existed. So a lot of this um, conversion of images can be done if you add various bits and pieces in. But he also then went on to demonstrate uh, live captioning again inside the browser. Um, and I just wanted to bring it to your attention. I, I feel that he's onto something. And he thinks that he's onto something as well. So really, just listen to the podcast. It's on the WP Tavern. It's episode number 105. And I think some of this stuff could go into core, not with all the bells and whistles and transcribing videos in real time, but the ability to select somewhere in the back end and say, can I just have every image as a WebP, please? No matter what I throw at it, can they always just go into a WebP? And it doesn't have to phone it out to an, you know, an external service or anything like that. It all just... Happens on the fly seamlessly. So anyway, hat tip to to Pascal. I thought it was pretty remarkable, and um, I know he's been really pleased with the reaction that he got. So anyway, maybe I was overreacting. Maybe it's just something that you you do on a daily basis, you know. But uh, I'd never seen it before. So over to you. Did you did you was that an amazing thought, or was that just like yeah, duh, Nathan Sharp? <laughs> uh, WebAssembly is fantastic. That's there you go. <laughs> there you go. WebAssembly is fantastic. Uh, very soon, you'll be able to get your own personalized Bitcoin miner. In, where, in fact, you already can get a Bitcoin miner sitting in WebAssembly. Can so it be done with AI, though? That's the, yeah. that gets hacked in even slightly, could permanently be mining off your, uh, your browser because <sighs> WebAssembly is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you, you know, you're, you're a hundred and a thousand times more technical than I am. I didn't know that that the WebAssembly technology could be leveraged to do those kind of tasks and just seeing it happen inside the block editor. Whereas I've always, the only services I've come against are go into the media library, have some sort of plugin installed. You put it into the media library and you, you wait, something happens in the background mysteriously and you don't quite know what's happened. This will, will do all of that before you've even, you know, saved the post. It's just happening right inside the post. So I thought it was remarkably clever. Um, and I think something like that could be in core. We talked about um, accessibility um, and switching things on and off. And I think that in the future, it's not really accessibility, but the idea of saving bits flying across the internet, if you can cop down by 40% a JPEG into a WebP format, and it can all be done automatically by ticking a box in a setting somewhere, that kind of feels like we're into the territory of core. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's not for everybody, but... Yeah. Well, everybody's anyway. got enough power in their laptops these days to be able to cope with all this stuff, right? So, right. you know, the, the late, I mean, lucky enough to, to have Macs, but, you know, the processing power of those is absolutely ridiculous and I don't use it anywhere near its capacity. Um, but I think the important thing is patchy internet. 
And when you don't have internet and being, just being able to work offline, because there's so many things these days where you just, it's a bit of a struggle to work offline, actually. If you, so like when your internet goes down and then you're like, oh, I'm going to have to take the afternoon off work because <laughs> the internet's gone down. It's like, I could just work locally, <laughs> but it just feels like you can't anymore. It's like, if your internet's not there, that's it. Half a day off. He also introduced this thing. He uses a library called Blurhash, which I'd never heard of before. And he instead, in, so it's kind of like a bit like lazy loading. But if an image is loading, he's got a saved copy of it, which has taken a representation. You know, when you look at like a, if you squint your eyes on an image, you get an impression of what's in there. So he uses CSS to replace the image whilst it's lazy loading with something that is kind of like what's going to come. So in my case, it would be this pasty white circle in the middle and then, you know, something getting a little bit lighter towards the edges. But you get the impression. But also it means that you don't get any of that cumulative layout shift because he's already inserted something into the page, which is the same height and width. But it's, you know, a couple of kilobytes of CSS. And again, I, I just think he's quite clever, basically. Mm. Um, it's very cool. So anyway, go and check that out. That was on the WP Tavern number... 105 and there's his videos uh on uh twitter there's a couple of them but i link to them i can in... create that effect just by taking my glasses off and then putting them back on again that's the same as your css yeah and... yeah no, i can do that <laughs> it's, like, it's like oh everything's blurry right let's see a bit oh, yeah i've i've become that person who does this when i'm yeah. reading things and it's uh yeah, it's a fairly recent development for me having to wear glasses. And I went the other day and got an upgrade, as it were, or a downgrade. I don't know what the language is, but my eyes are definitely not getting any better. I blame it all on the screens. Yeah. Okay, right. A couple of bits and pieces just before we finish off. Firstly, to say that I did a different podcast with uh, James Giroux. Uh, we talked about uh, Teams in the WordPress space, and he has recently conducted this thing called the Teams Experience Index. If you're part of a team, much like uh, Paul is and Jess's, might be of interest to you. And he's sort of he's taking the temperature of what teams are doing well and how they how they think they're doing. And and it's quite interesting actually. It sounds like there wouldn't be a lot of data points, but he's gathered a lot of data, and it is quite interesting to see what what can be done better. And you might be able to look at it and say, oh, actually, we hadn't even thought of that uh, in in our team. And anyway, go and check that out. That's do, do you mean to be showing your screen? Oh, darn. Yeah, I should be showing my screen. Look, there. There you go. Oh, I was squinting. That was the problem. Uh, yeah, so that's the episode. It's all in audio, so there's not a fat lot to see. Okie dokie. Right, I've put this one in here. I don't know if Tim has... Oh, I don't know if Tim's got anything he wants to say, but I threw this in. It's the um, it's the solid WP security vulnerability report for the last period of time. Uh, so, Tim, just across your bows, anything, anything we need to... Uh, you know, be scared of. It's <laughs> happened in the recent past. Give us the uh, give us the state of WordPress security of of the recent past. Uh, plugins become vulnerable. Themes become vulnerable. Uh. Everything is bad. We're all doomed. <laughs> um, you should just abandon all hope. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just the usual, all the usual advice, which is update, update, update. You, keeping things up to date is always been the advice that's been given, and. It's getting more important. The The thing that this vulnerability report doesn't show and you don't hear about is the time between exploitation. 
is getting shorter and shorter. So basically, when a vulnerability is released, the time before it's being actively exploited is getting shorter. We used to measure these things in weeks, and in some cases, months. And so patching once a month was a perfectly reasonable thing to do a few years ago. And then patching once a week was a perfectly reasonable thing to do a year or two ago. And then last year, patching every couple of days was reasonable. Um, we are getting to a state where we're talking hours. Um, and so if you're not automatically doing updates, you need to have a different strategy. Um, or, and you need to get on that bandwagon. Um, because if you're, if you're sitting there thinking, well, we, we're, you know, we do updates once a week, that's no longer good enough. Um, hmm. and your site you, and the number of people who said, well, I haven't been hacked yet. Oh, yeah, I think you might have been. <laughs> They're just very just good. Playing now. a game with a really, really <laughs> bad game. Never say that out loud. Never. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tim, at the beginning, his bio said professional doom speaker. There you, there you are. You, you, there you go. Heard it. You, uh, yeah, you, just t please turn on. If you, if you're, you know, tried turning on automatic updates. Honestly, they are in a better. You're in a much better state with them on than you are with them off. There are plenty of tools. There are plenty of people who can help you. Uh, but yeah, don't, don't sit there and go, yeah, we, we update once. Or if you're the sort of person who says we update once a month and it's all been fine, this year is going to bite you hard. Right. Okay. I, I, first of all, thanks, Rob, Tim doom or, or doom, something like that. A long, a long comment. Secondly, right. And I don't mean to get into this cause I, I think we talk too much about AI, presumably AI is going to be a significant piece of the security landscape in 2024 because although it's fun creating blog posts, I'm guessing that you could also simply ask a piece of AI to, I don't know, modify some something that was usable last week, which had been sort of cut off by a plugin developer or something. Go and search, search the repo, look for vulnerabilities, all of that. You get the idea. Is um, AI being used to create? AI is used stuff? by developers. Plenty of developers are now using uh, using Copilot or Codium or any one of the many AI tools. Uh, I, you're going to shock people, but bad actors use the same tools and have the same capabilities. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure the AI threat is any greater from in that respect. Uh, AI will have some base, some benefits, some negatives, uh, but everything's getting faster. And that's the key for, I think, for a, where we talk about AI and people talk about job losses and all that stuff. What they're actually, when you get to the root down, what would have taken a developer maybe a couple of hours now takes them a couple of seconds. And they don't necessarily need to pass over, go go through that many passes to get something that's plausible. You know, if that's the case for an average developer, then that's going to be the same for a bad actor. Yeah. So everything is just getting faster. Can I just say, not everything's getting faster. I'm not getting faster. I feel significantly slower <laughs> this year already. Uh, so, you know, you can attack my websites <laughs> because... But you keep them all up to date. I do keep them all up to date. You know what? I, I do tend to do it on a daily basis. And that's given... You've just given me pause for thought. I either need to do that on a more like twice a day or just put everything over to uh, auto-update because the, the consequences of something updating badly at least that's a known consequence yeah you you are my friend and i don't wish you to be hit by buses 
But Thanks. the last thing is I don't want to be sitting, coming to visit you in hospital and, us ha and me sitting there with your grapes and saying, oh, by the way, your website got hacked because you didn't know what I'm saying. <laughs> hit by the bus. But here you have some grapes. Double whammy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, there you go. Um, you heard it here first. You didn't. Um, I did have a point about that, though. I just wanted to query, Tim, because we, we're seeing contracts and expectations from clients sometimes that they will want us to run a manual update um, process. And that, that takes time to, to go through that test every time that there's an update. And the frequency of updates for plugins are becoming faster and faster and faster and faster. And a number of the updates that we do or see are version bump or, you know, little fix, mm -hmm. little change in the feature that's going to fix something. I don't know if there's a middle ground that, you, you know, we, we have a lot of automatic updates on, we have a lot of staged updates on and things like that as well. But God. trying to deal with that, that, that problem of going, you know, you need it, to do it. it it's painful. And especially as we don't have a nice tracked system, a lot of other software would, you'd have it mentioned, Hey, this yeah. is a security vulnerability. It's on a separate track. It's yeah. a separate patched system. And so you could just subscribe to the security track. Yeah. We don't have that in the WordPress space, unfortunately. Um, I think if it's written into a contract, you should manually update our website. That sounds like there's a, a disconnect between client reality, contracts, yeah. etc. But you can get halfway house. So at least you can automate the testing. Yeah. And this is the same thing I say to everybody. If you're going to come through and do automation, you start with the testing. So you start with, okay, what do you want us to take? What should we test? We make sure that the process is really hammered out, convert those into automated tests. At least then doing an update is only taking minutes, not hours or days. So we can speed that process up. And once we speed, once we're happy that the automated tests have passed all the time, that's the time to go back to the client and say, well, actually you're paying us this amount of money for Ooh. us to slow the process down. Yeah, that's a good one. You're going to pay us exactly the same amount because we're going to keep writing these tests for you and we're going to make the process better. Um, I think uh, the problem is that most people don't think the automatic process is better. They somehow think a human pressing the button is better. Yeah. Um, they worry that... Part uh, of that's because agencies have told them that's the case. When yeah. an agency sells their processes, they sell that as, the, as a selling feature. Um, and, and good agencies are finding uh, are the one that you find in, like yourselves where you've got the mixture. You can slowly but surely then bring that into the fully automated and sell that as a selling point in itself. That look, we write tests. That's where our skill set comes in. Our skill set is making sure that things don't break, and when they do break, we can fix them quickly. We are not, however, hired to press a button. Yeah. I'm so good at pressing buttons. Can somebody hire me? To press buttons, I'll do that. <laughs> it's it's interesting though. It, it it's like um, it's like a step change for some companies to go to a more agile way of working, where they may have been used to more on-prem systems or yeah. or static systems that have a a release cycle where it's like three months. You're going to get your security update for the three months, and you're going to go through that release patch and test. So you do it the other way around: patch, yeah. test, and release. Not release first. Release. Yeah. Hot fix. Panic. Run. Yeah. Yeah. Roll back. Um, but the, you know, I'm very much into CI and, and getting stuff out there as quickly as possible. And if it breaks, fix it as quickly as possible and get a new one out rather than 
don't really like rollbacks and um and it's it's trying to find that that happy ground really i think with with clients that have you know significant uptime slas and and just have these expectations or or have these it it generally comes from somebody in it or somebody's or legal have come down the road and they say oh we want this and then it's like trying to show them it's not necessarily the best when one. they have an sla it makes it easier because you can basically say we have to we can up the sla because we're doing the updates automatically yeah yeah. So you can you can almost use the SLAs against them until the update breaks it because it's yeah. an automated update, right? So yeah, but they've got released last week. Rollbacks and all, all the things. As long as the automation's working properly, yeah, yeah, you should be instantaneous on the rollback, and that you should be checking for these conflicts and the testing um, yeah. at that scale for your yeah. average person. Just setting automatic updates and then, and leaving them. do it. If your website's down for an hour. Not the end of the world. Where we're talking about uptimes of ninety nine point nine 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 nine, we need to build good tooling. But that's yeah. what you pay the agency to do. That's what you pay you to do, yeah. and that's where you really make your money, um, which is good because that keeps agencies in business. I, yeah. I like that. I like what Tim said there. That's like turning a a glass that was half empty into a glass which was half full. That was a terrible analogy. It was something adjacent to that, anyway. Uh, but yeah. Either that, Paul, or just run them over with a boss. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's, you know, that's it. I mean, you and, and Tim, will, Tim will bring the grapes <laughs> and rescue, <laughs> rescue the situation. Your It'll all be good. Gone down as he puts a grape in your mouth. Your <laughs> that's right. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> your side has gone down, but all, as cons- I know you're losing £1,000 a minute, but as a consolation, it, have a grape. It's okay. uh, it's all fine. Speedless. <laughs> Very quickly, uh, state of... Open Con 24 is going to be happening um, in London this year, February the 6th to the 7th. Don't know if that's of interest to anybody, but it's obviously you know open source more than just WordPress. And I'm going to make this the last one. Uh, who who we were talking about accessibility? Who, who honestly who doesn't want an accessible fart machine? Watch the video. It is so genuinely lovely. It is not about making farting noises. It is. But it is also it is about empowering, um, in this case, children uh, who, let's face it, every kid enjoys a fart noise. It was a, it, the video is about empowering children with technology to be able to do that joke um, that every kid wants to do, and it's just it's lovely. Somebody building the technology so that so that you can fart. How fabulous! And that's where we're going to end it. Uh, there's no finer <laughs> finer way to come to an end than the fart so that's it accessible fart yeah an accessible fart which is uh which is i think where we all want to go in 2024 <laughs> what what is an accessible fart is that uh, like so literally they built an arduino no so i know that, that but just in conceptually what does an accessible fart mean it, is there such a thing as a an fart accessible for all. fart yes it's, 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 i think it's i think it's got to be loud and very loud so that we can yeah. all Everyone is welcome to this part. Oh, it's gone so south. We could all walk into this part. (laughs) Oh, the hole has been dug, and now we're shoveling more out of it. Uh, That's it. That's all. If you're shoveling it, it's no longer (laughs) fun. No. (laughs) Again, Tim with the unfortunate fact. (laughs) That's right. It descends into chaos as it usually does. Uh, thank you so much to the three participants. We've got um, Paul Halfpenny, we've got Tim Nash, and we've got the co-host, got it right, uh, Jess Frick, 
Um, thank you to those of you that made the made the time to come here and do this live. I really appreciate that. Quite a lot of comments. I'm sorry we didn't get to quite a lot of them. And Jess is like itching, like, where's the hands? Where I'm are the hands? Out. I'm working Jess out. Hands. I'm Everybody out. get the hands out. Come on. Come on, Tim. Hold out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There they are. Oh, that's brilliant. I had somebody on Twitter the other day, like, what's with the hands? And I said, it's hmm. funny. And <laughs> They didn't think it was funny. It's and tradition. Uh, I ran them over with a bus, but I didn't bring the grapes. Okay, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Oh, always take the grapes. Yeah, always take the, the grapes. grapes. Always take the grapes. That is all that we've got time for uh, this week. If the graphic works and we get a 10 seconds holding banner, great. If not, uh, I'll see you guys in a few seconds' time. But thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Take it easy. See you next week.